0: Today is going to be slightly different. I'm going to interview Cambi's counsel, Bayegra. He's the head of startup services at the Austrian Federal Economic Chamber and is extremely passionate about making Austria more attractive as a workplace through immigration. I hope you enjoy listening. Immigration stories, Austria. Welcome, Kambis. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, hello. Thank you as well. I'm very glad to be here and talking about this kind of topic. I think it's very important. So yeah, I'm Kambis. I'm the head of startup services at the Austrian Federal Economic Chambers. Uh, I've been born here in Austria, but I have Iranian origins and immigration, but also in particular immigration entrepreneurship is something I really want to tackle in Austria.
0: hmm and what got you started into the field in general? Why is emigration at the heart of your agenda? Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, first of all, I mean, because of my personal origins. Again, so I've always had these two cultures, you know, uh, clashing and adding to each other. And the thing is, I have a, a good acquaintance, um, actually the, the founder and former CEO of What You Do, Alimology. And um, I once had a discussion with him about, like, um, Immigration and potential of people, you know, immigrating to Austria, becoming entrepreneurs, and what he said, in, it always stick to my mind. That's why I want to to quote him. That he said, um, particular people who have immigrated somewhere to another country, they are predestined, you know, to start their own business, to start a startup. Why? Because if you go through this process, you know, all the difficulties, you know, uh, and even sometimes you have to flee from your own country. That's gonna also happen. And um, there's hardly anything that will really surprise you. That's why you have the really right conditions, a good basis, you know, to, to run your business. And this is something that always stick to my mind and uh, understood it, you know, because I've been, you know, talking with a lot of like people with immigration background who have moved here when they were young or older. And if you just take a look at the stats here in Vienna, like here in the, the capital of Austria, uh, particularly people who have immigrated um, have a higher proportionality in becoming entrepreneurs. You know, so this is, uh, there's a lot of potential and this is very intriguing that's why I'm working on it yeah
0: so for you immigration is in, innately tied to the whole entrepreneurship process in Austria
1: I mean uh, not only because not everyone becomes an entrepreneur but this is because I what, what relates to my work because I'm the, the one who's responsible for startup companies at the gem of commerce so everything that is related to startups everything that has potential this is a topic uh, I want to tackle it I want to work on it and make it even better you know to Create better um, surroundings and a better environment, you know, for people in Austria in doing entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's super cool that we have somebody so yeah. <laughs> engaged and knowledgeable about this process in the <laughs> in politics. Um, so, what is what's the system like in your opinion, and how do you see it going in the future? Because now we have a, a little bit of a shift, right? Mm-hmm. There's new new requirements coming up for the red 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 card mm-hmm. and the whole process gets an overhaul are you excited or how do you feel about about this in general what do you think I mean, needs to change it,
1: yeah good question i mean excited would be a very um, let's say a very big word why because uh, i just believe this is something we need as a country you know uh, we need more people coming here you know well-educated people with good formation with good entrepreneurial background to move here in austria because we need this, you know, to stay productive and become better because the other countries and other regions are not sleepy. And if you take a look at, like, the labor laws we have, a lot of them were, like, set up when it comes to immigration 10, 15 years ago. And at this point of time, um, there was, you know, the mindset of not, like, opening too much, you know, for, like, new European Union member countries, for instance. But this has dramatically changed because now we see so many companies, you know, are trying to get enough people in all the in different industries from gastronomy over tourism to like even like it in the fields of it so the quantity we receive here in, in austria in terms of like people is not enough and you won't see enough people in the upcoming years that's why you need to get people from abroad really good people with like entrepreneurial touch here to austria that's why it's not just being excited it's something just we need and that's why i'm looking forward to it and uh, it was a you know, a longer process. I've been working on it as well because from a lot of startups who become, you know, bigger and who scale up, who try to get people from abroad, international people in tech industry, they were struggling, struggling with the Road West Road Card, the Red 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 Card. Why? Because the process um, was just too long, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you really want to get good people, it's not just that they say, okay, Austria is just the only country I want to go. They get a lot of offers from so many different companies. So the startups here, they're in competition with the biggest and most successful companies worldwide. and now where people can work even remote you know much more easily, if you take too much time to get them here, it's like four or five, six months, then they're gone. And that's why they were struggling a lot you know and they even started like to to set up the jobs not in Austria but somewhere else you know in another country because it's just faster and easier. and that's why uh, this reform is a necessity, and I'm looking forward to it and it's promising. But it needs to be executed well in the end.
0: So, you think the main goal of this new policy should be to shorten the time spent to get people into the country?
1: That's that's one like factor, uh, but shortening is very important. Think about it now; you have like the average time is like four, five, six months, something like in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you compare it to other countries, some countries it's one week, two week, so it's a big, big gap. But it's not the only factor. So, it's also like uh, the requirements and even like the, when it comes to like language skills in some you know um, positions in some like um, branches or like industries let's say this um, the German you know uh, skills you know are not that required think about mm-hmm. like uh, people who program you code a mm-hmm. software something like this um, so this is also like one improvement we will see that the English speaking skills will be like on the same at the same level evaluated compared to like the, the German one which means because we have like some kind of point um, system there so uh, they will take a look okay what uh, are the like the skills of the the, the the person who you want to get from abroad and now like uh, these two languages are like equal you know that's just one other like improvement uh, in, in the whole reform reformation so the time uh, the bureaucracy and mm-hmm. um, the comparability uh, the point system and this this is like actually what will be improved in the end and um, yeah it's promising
0: and how will the time be shortened then? Because I mean, it's easy mm. to say lowering bureaucracy and mm. you know, um, I understand the German levels, you can lower mm. that fairly mm. easily, mm. but how can you shorten time span in mm. like a well executed manner? So it's not chaos mm. where you mm. like let everyone in then. Mm.
1: So one thing is very, let's say one, um, what's the point is like very obvious, it's digitization so if you just can like uh apply physically you know you have to go to the office and so on this will take a lot of time and if you forgot something to bring with you uh, you know the process will be prolonged so this is something that will be like diminished you know, more more or less uh, so digitalization when it comes to application process and also like uh, the the level of know-how between all the institutions that are involved it will be more transparent because if it's not just one place where you go there were like several places that are like involved and this is also something that will be streamlined and more transparent, and this will lead to like faster processing. Um, but it's also important. Uh, uh, I was talking about the execution, show on an operational level, because on the one hand, or let's say it's one thing to 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 enhance like the law, you know, to adjust it, but the other thing is how you implement it, like on an operational level, the people who mm-hmm. are involved. Okay, that's why again digitalization is very important. Also, uh, when can you apply? How can you apply? All these are matters that are like. Um, um, actually influence the time. Um, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you're hoping this, um, all the policy changes will come through and we'll have the first um, output, mm-hmm. what, what would you like to see, like, time-wise? What do you mm-hmm. think would be like, oh my god, okay, mm-hmm. we made it, digitalization has mm-hmm. arrived in Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the aim, or what would you wish for in a process, that we're competitive with one week, or... Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, <laughs> I have to say no, because uh, I believe we will take a bit more time, you know, just one week. So it will be like initiated um, beginning of next year. So 2023 in January. And then you always have like this kind of adjustment times. Okay. Because that's what I meant with the operational level. The people involved, you know, on an operational uh, level, this takes time. This takes time for adjustment. And there will be like, uh, might be some challenges in the beginning, but um, I believe we will work on it. Uh, then to get better and to improve so um what i expect is like to see improvements already in the first half of 2023 of the beginning of next let's say in the first half of next year but it will take some months you know to adjust and then we're going to see how it works and where we still have to improve
0: Mm -hmm. and where which countries are we looking at when we look at improvement Mm -hmm. like there what are our main competitors when it comes to that Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, um, I mentioned before now, just as startups are like competing with tech companies and companies overall, all over the world, the same as with countries, you know, so countries are also competing with each other to get and attract the best people. That's how it is. And I believe really we need to get more uh, skilled people here in all the different industries. And if you take out three examples, I really like one is like France with the tech visa, because... You know, I, I'm now in the startup ecosystem, in the startup business, like for 12 years. So I've seen like changes over time. And Paris, for instance, and France overall, 10 years ago, they were not that relevant, to be honest. But they really transformed, you know. And the tech quiz is one of the reasons because suddenly a lot of people in the tech business just could, you know, immigrate They're much easier, much faster, and so on. In, the, in just a matter of weeks, okay. It's great. Imagine uh, you are a startup there and you get people from abroad. You don't even have to like uh, a successful application you just have to apply and they can already move okay so so big, they can big,
0: already move to the country during their application exactly purposes.
1: if you're in the tech uh, uh, in the tech environment and then you ha- have to like uh, over some time they need to like uh, get all the documents and so on and most often actually they they get uh, the application done you know so mm-hmm. um um, very interesting approach because you don't have to wait until it's like a successful application. You get the people already there. They're already moved. They immigrated, maybe even with the families. And usually they will be approved then later on. Okay. Uh, another one is Chile. Hardly <laughs> anyone would think about Chile, but Chile is very open. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the process, you know, the processing time is very short. We're talking about like one week, something like this. And the third example is Canada. Uh, I mean, they're very fast, they're very efficient, but uh, with Canada, I want to put an emphasis on, like, um, the history and also the mindset, because Canada, if you take a look, they've always been welcoming, most of the time, you know, people from abroad, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, think about just Ukraine now, you know. Um, The thing is, they're very open to it, and it's just, not just because of the law, it's because. How do people uh, uh, perceive, you know, immigration? It's something positive, something we need, and this is something I also want want to see more here in Austria and also in Europe. And um, because think about like someone who wants, is thinking about moving to a country, and uh, if he gets in touch with like us, you know, uh, authorities or the people, and um, they feel welcomed, they already have a very positive like uh, experience right at the beginning, and there is where the emotional bond to this country happens. Mm-hmm. So. Canada wanted just to pick because of the, uh, particularly the, the mindset when it comes to immigration. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so you think we need more people that think about the talent pool moving in as a, like potential?
1: Absolutely, and also like um, it's also to see it more as a service quality. You know, mm-hmm. um, I am the chamber of commerce. Okay, with different institutions, public institutions, and some um, are responsible, like the Austrian business agency, to get people from abroad. Um, talented people, entrepreneurs, investors here, and um, they're very open-minded. And the same open as I want to see with all the other like uh, institutions where the people who want to move there get in touch at some point. Um, there, I think it's very important to be diplomatic, to be polite, and to be welcoming because this is another like uh, type of feeling uh, motivation will get. Uh, and similar like um, target group like um, entrepreneurs or upcoming entrepreneurs who want to found a company in Austria. Also, a lot of international students or people who come from abroad. Um, they have a touch with us at the Chamber of Commerce with the Gründer service, which is like someone like the startup services or the founder services. And when they're there and ha- get really good service quality, which in, at most times they get, um, they already have a different approach when it comes to funding a company. I think that's very important, but this is something we still need to improve, you know, at all levels. Um,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think the institutions in Austria should <laughs> should be more welcoming the people that they're serving because they're like governmental bodies are still service agencies mm-hmm. managing the people around them.
1: Yeah, I mean, not only like I'm talking about the, like the institutions, but they serving servicing agencies, so we're doing providing services. Uh, it should be customer centric, customer oriented. But overall, as a nation, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, some might not see that way, but uh, I can tell you, particularly companies in Austria, uh, they see that way. Because they know they need all these people from abroad because in terms of quantity, you won't just get them here in Austria.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have a long list of uh, mm-hmm. talent shortage as well. Mm-hmm. Like um, That's also publicly available on the government websites. And it's pretty long. It's like, I think, over 60 um, talent shortages types. Um, of
1: jobs and, and, and like hundreds of thousands of like you know, people mm-hmm. they are looking forward Yeah. yeah. We need, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm actually surprised you didn't actually manage manage to uh, say Estonia before, because Mm -hmm. I heard about the uh, digital visa in Estonia. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Mm -hmm. So if we take a look at the history of Estonia, you know, at one point, uh, the European Union, uh, they were talk, thinking about like a, um, a new like agency which is responsible for digitization and internet and so on. And at this point of time, it was long decades ago. It, it wasn't that big, you know. It's, it wasn't something that countries were seeking for. Estonia did it. They got like uh, all these agencies uh, and th- the focus on it in terms of like a European Union level. and This was one of the like uh, basics why they like uh, transformed so digitally over time. They were they were smart at this point of time. And yeah, Estonia is like always like one of the examples worldwide, not just in Europe, when it comes to like uh, digital um, governance, you know, Mm -hmm. because um, and even they have built products, software products, which they can uh, sell to other countries who want to get more digital. It's a very, very smart move. Uh, Yeah, the thing is with uh, Estonia, it's very digital from like founding a company to getting investment to like um, also when it comes to like the the financial institutions and, and education. Uh, it's one of, like, the uh, the role models when it comes to digitization. Uh, even though um, Austria, and a lot of, a lot of people uh, don't know it and don't believe it, Austria, when it comes to digital governance, it's quite strong here in Europe. Yeah? Um, uh, things we know here... Um, um, this, do you which, want
0: to share some of your intel of why you think that is no
1: it's just uh, it's like um, statistically validated uh, okay. so if you take a look at like of, of uh, like stats and rankings and so on and what is possible here already what, what not from starting from voting until like founding a company also is like top three in the European Union uh, not many people believe it but the thing is there are others who are still way further okay mm-hmm. and like for all uh, like um um can okay, I like describe it through all of the society you know and Estonia is one of the examples okay it's very digitized let's say here in Austria i give you a very concrete example when it comes to like paying uh, you can't pay everywhere with a credit card okay um, and there it's like the standard okay mm-hmm. um, but again um, in some areas Austria is still even good even if you don't be, some, more, a lot of people don't believe it if I tell them um, but I mean there are uh, stats on this uh, but still we need improvement yeah
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you think um, Estonia is going into more too much digital space so they can't retain talent because it will be an online talent and if people stay there remotely, they um, don't actually contribute to the country's wealth?
1: No, I mean, uh, they, they, um, they benefit from it, for sure. I mean, we had this uh, discussion before, you know, before mm-hmm. we, we started uh, the, the podcast. The thing is, um, a lot of like companies are founded all over the world in Estonia digitally, but it doesn't mean that Estonia like um, gets some kind of direct value added, you know, to the to the economy and so on. Um, but the thing is, the uh, at least indirectly, uh, um, uh, it gets a lot of good reputation, you know. And you're as uh, affiliate like Estonia with uh, digital innovation, you know. This is also mm-hmm. some kind of uh, at least indirect nation branding you get. Okay, that's good. Um, but um, Overall, I mean, sure, uh, the benefit, but not just because a company somewhere, um, I don't know, in in another uh, um, continent just funds, like a founder funds a company in Estonia and uh, they would benefit directly. It's not always this case. That's just something I was uh, referring to. But overall, the benefit for sure, um, in terms of reputation, but also like, um, if you take a look, um, also in the last years, there have been a a lot of potential founders really moving to Estonia as well. So also like some, so, something that benefited. Uh, you can also see the educational like system. Um, but anyway, the thing is uh, what I really um, I'm seeking for um, to my some kind of predictions I have, I mean the pandemics, as you can see,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: they re- it really accelerated like um, the way we we work. Okay, accelerated like in terms of like remote working but it also changed the way we work because for startups sure it was always like common to you know just do some kind of home office and remote working but the pandemics even affected all these SMEs and the traditional companies you know and it mm-hmm. changed the people and I think change uh, changed it for good not meaning that everyone is not uh, just working remote uh, like mm-hmm. in future but the thing is the people are not thinking just like uh, in terms of like physical working somewhere, you know, at, on, on-site in a, in, a, in a company or at a company. But can from here in Austria, can work for every com- uh, company in the world. And um, because Estonia moved so uh, fast into this direction, I think they will benefit in the future because um, um, that's the way work would change over time. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of the first countries, you know, adjusting to it, you know, to this kind of new realities, you will benefit in future anyway. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole pandemic brought all the digitalization a lot forward, but brings other challenges like um working laws and mm. this kind of stuff with it, sure, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can work from any country in the, uh like you can work from any for any company in the world from oh. Austria, but you would still have to pay tax here and do all these things. So um even immigrating to Austria oh. would have you yeah, would have to do that. And then, I mean, to get even more philosophical, why immigrate then? Why not stay in your country and just work for an Austrian co- um, like company, right?
1: So there comes this kind of um, competition even more into play, because um, if you believe you need these people as well in your country physically, how can you convince this person to come, even though they can just work from there? So uh, it becomes even more important how you position yourself as a country. And um, I think I'm a big fan of like diversity uh, for all like stages, culturally, gender-wise, and so on. Uh, disability, I think you can really, um, I mean, t- if also like there like um, um, validated data on this. There's mm-hmm. validated on data on this, which is not just something I just say, but there's like proof on this. Uh, you can benefit a lot. So the question you as a company should think. Um, Um, do you just want to go for remote working totally I mean in some cases it's just not possible because think about like production companies who have some kind of physical component uh, maybe like in the next decades it will be possible but not until then so uh, still you want to get people here and if they maybe can do the work from there as well because it's some kind of like um, let's say think about like some kind of um, software and developing and for you it's important as a culture you know from a cultural perspective to get them here uh, how can you convince them Okay, mm-hmm. and that's where the, the country comes into play. Uh, wh- how is the surroundings? How is like the education? How is uh, social welfare, for instance? Uh, what kind of benefits do I get? And so on. Um, I think it becomes even more important.
0: Yeah. So, do you think um, in this case the ball is more at the companies or more at the state level where we have to improve it as a whole in the state first or at a company level?
1: Um, neither. Uh, just companies neither just like the state it's like always like a mix uh, um, that involves different stakeholders C- companies uh, some companies are very fast forward thinking they move much faster than the state but also the state needs to do um, uh, their like their, their like uh, homework you know mm-hmm. and they're doing it. they're getting faster not as fast as some wish uh, and not as fast as some companies because they are not so limited and think about just changing a lot it takes time but it's always in my opinion like uh, different stakeholders that need uh, need to get involved here and work together and um, go forward together yeah
0: mm-hmm. well okay so to summarize this your main points for what you wish to see in the future and also to have more off or you would like to see some change do you want to summarize your main points
1: yeah sure uh, More openness, you know, to immigration, particularly when it comes to entrepreneurship. Also, um, turning the potential we have with a lot of international students in Austria, getting them into, like, founding a company, you know, and founding a startup. I think there's a lot of potential there even immigrated.
0: I Um, mean, we have the UN, right? Yeah. um, We have a lot of international schools here, too.
1: International schools, international universities, particularly Vienna, is very strong here. Uh, Not just Vienna, but particularly Vienna. Um, and also, like when it comes to uh, the servicing uh, mindset, you know to these people, uh, that we work on this and improve it because uh, we need these people, you know um, um, and it w- we will benefit in the end uh, um, and the country as a whole. that's what that's the changes I want to see, or let's see the improvements
0: mm-hmm. so mainly mindset changes actually, which is interesting.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. mindset is. The basics or the base because if the mindset is like um uh, if the mindset changes everything else will change over time anyway mm-hmm. okay um, um and this will happen in my opinion i'm very convinced of this because you have you know younger people you know new generations coming with different minds and different approach um and think about them like in the next 10 20 years in all the different positions that make decisions for a country mm-hmm.
0: Exciting. so it would
1: change anyway yeah
0: mm-hmm. super cool yeah that was all super philosophical now and mm-hmm. very um futuristic thinking. Do you have any more concrete advice for anyone tackling mm-hmm. the processes now? I mean mm-hmm. if they're coming here now as a founder or mm-hmm. if they want to like why is Austria attractive as mm-hmm. a from a business point of view why why should people come here
1: mm-hmm. um, they should come here I mean sure I mean you can remember personal perception um but overall um Austria is a very good place not just to live but also to work if you take everything into consideration you know from like the support you get from the governments uh, the education also like uh, uh, support for children even if it's not like uh, um, um, finished you know we still have to improve on it Um, when it comes to like working hours when it comes to like um, uh, this kind of like um, work and having a private life you know this combination um, you also have Uh, access to good skilled people here Uh, also uh, just have to take a look at the stats Uh, also here we can improve but still Um, overall it's a very um, good combination you know to work and live Um, particularly Vienna is very international you have a lot of interesting hidden champions in Austria industrial companies who are like the market leader worldwide people might not even have heard about them but very interesting Um, In some technologies, very strong Just think about like hydrogens and so on, uh, which is like one of the future technologies. So um, everything that's related to water, the energy source and so on. Um, And um, even if there's room for improvement, we have um, um, a very dynamic uh, startup ecosystem with new startups coming uh, every day. Uh, There's a lot of potential to do more here. So if you want to build something up, you can do it here very well. Um,
0: Yeah. Okay, nice and just to just to finish what concrete resources um, Mm -hmm. do you hear mostly like passed on from your your circle of friends maybe that are going through immigration Mm -hmm. what helps them the most what kind of advice
1: Mm -hmm. I mean first I think it's always like um, good you know to talk to people who have done done something similar you actually want to pursue think about if you want to found a company you talk to someone who has found a company the same with someone uh, who has immigrated so if you want to immigrate It's always good to get in touch with these people online, uh, um, uh, offline, whatever, that's one thing. Then we have like on on the national level uh, or governmental level, we have support here. There's like the Austrian business agency, which is like uh, the main agency to get investors and companies and also people you want to like hire from abroad to Austria. They're very helpful. They're very supportive, Austrian business agency. That's something Mm -hmm. I would check. And uh, if you want to fund your company here in Austria, Come to us, to the Chamber of Commerce, to the Startup Services, to the Gründer Services, um, and uh, we'll also support you know in, in the process.
0: Okay, so you heard it. I'll go to Canvas. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me, um, and thanks for the final work. Thank you as well. Thanks for listening. If you know someone, or even are someone, whose story needs to be told, please message me under immigration.stories.austria at gmail.com You can also find the email address in the show notes. Immigration Stories Austria